my son Roman loves going to parks. Probably more than Sissy does. Uh, but there's three rules whenever we go. There's, these are just laws of the Todd universe that will happen. Number one is that if you make my son pick between the kid playground and the big kid playground, Roman wants to play in the big kid playground. Doesn't matter if he can't reach anything, can't climb anything, he'll get hurt. But he wants to be where the big kids are. Number two, uh, if there are other parents at the playground, I will inevitably meet them. It's just, and, and I can't be reclusive when we go to the park because if I, if I go and I see other parents and I'm not, in, I'm just not in the mood to talk. I need to get over that mood really quick because Roman will go up to them and touch them and go <laughs> introduce them, and I'll end up inevitably going, "Sorry, hey, how you doing? Hey, sorry, come on, there you go. Sorry about that." Daddy, her name, I know, her name's something. So let's go. Um, and then the third is that my son's going to get hurt. He's just going to get hurt. It's, it's the law of the universe. It doesn't matter. He, sometimes he's touched a kid and the kid just hit him. Uh, or he just wanted to jump on or jump off of something that he shouldn't have. Uh, but here's the one thing always if we go to a new park that will happen. Every time. This happens every single time. Kelly can attest to this. He'll get on the big kid playground. And he'll follow the big kids up on the big kid equipment. And he'll get up so high, he'll get really excited, and then he'll realize how high he is, and that the only way down is for him to go down the big boy slide. And he's not going to do that. All the other big kids did, and then Roman's caught there, and then all of a sudden, inevitably, he'll, he'll Dad! He'll, he'll, he'll just yell for me. And that's when parents know how this plays out. What will I do? I'll get at the bottom of the slide, and I'll go, come on. Come on. And he'll go, come on, Roman. Let's go. Come on. And I'll have to coax Roman down the slide. My son has never not come down the slide. Every time. I can get him to come off of anything. Uh, and I think there's something to that. Even though he doesn't want to come, when I say come, Roman trusts Daddy. doesn't matter how tall the slide is, I can get him to come off of anything. And Roman's faith in me is greater than his fear of heights. It just is. The kid will practically come off of anything and just cast himself on me because he knows I will catch him. My son will completely cast himself in my arms because he trusts me completely. There's going to become a day when that's not going to happen. And of course, I hope he's old enough that he's not going to be climbing the playground. <laughs> but there's going to come a day where my son won't trust me the way he does now. Just, it's inevitable. There will come a day when I will stop being Superman. See, right now... He can't contemplate me not catching him. But there will be a day where Daddy is not, Daddy doesn't wear the red cape. And that's the day that I remind him who our Savior is. This morning we're going to read one of Jesus' teachings to his disciples. You'll open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. And as we read, Jesus is going to explain faith. He's going to define the nature of faith in terms of the heart of a child. And it's that same kind of faith that Roman has when he's staring down at me, wondering if he should come down the slide. And I want you to keep that in mind. Because when, he, when 
when Christ talks about having uh, receiving something like a child, he's talking about Roman at the top of the slide, wondering if he can trust Daddy's arms are going to be strong enough to hold him and to keep him. But uh, second thing I want you to remember this morning: Jesus is talking to us about children in, G in Luke 18, but children are not the main focal point of the passage. Uh, you're, you're, we're going to talk about children. But if we leave today just thinking that Jesus loves children, you've missed it. The main focal point of this passage is the gospel. Um, and so I want to define the gospel this morning. God the Father gave His only Son to live a perfectly obedient life and to die as our substitute so that by believing in Jesus Christ like small children, we might too be called sons and daughters of God. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. Very short passage, only three verses. Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. Now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them, Jesus. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Father, show us your heart this morning, uh, but more importantly this morning, Father, show us what it means to have the heart of a child and to receive gifts, your most precious gifts like a child. We're all grown here, most of us are grown, Father, we're, we're, we're aged, we're adults, but you're asking us to become children, Father, we need your grace, we need your power, we need your Holy Spirit this morning and your word to show us how to maintain a childlike faith. And all these things we ask in your precious son's name. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, we don't I don't have a slide person. Or do I have a slide person? Oh wow. Oh she did she actually put that up while I was reading it? She did. Oh wow I looked and saw Josh wasn't there. Okay, well Lydia on the spot there. Thank you Lydia. <laughs> um, here's the summary if you can Man, she's good. Okay. <laughs> the kingdom of God must be received with childlike trust and humility, believing with no doubt that Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is what is best for our souls. That's the point this morning. In verse 15, we see that the disciples don't seem to have time for children. People are bringing babies to Jesus, and they're actually rebuking the people who are bringing the babies. In their mind, children aren't a blessing, they're an inconvenience. That's still the world we live in today. Here's a couple stats for you. Did you know that according to a 2012 study, nearly three-fourths of women in the United States who receive a prenatal diagnosis of Down syndrome choose to terminate their pregnancy? Those rates are as nearly as 90% in some European Recently, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced that they would not have a child until the world did more to combat climate change. Because, of course, this is not a world to bring children into.
subtle trends. Since I was born, for instance, in 1986, uh, the percent of childless women between the ages of 30 and 34 is down almost 10% higher than it was when I was born. People just don't have kids as much. Uh, we see children as a burden. And I think deep down, what the world is telling us through its behavior is that children are an inconvenience. They're an obstacle to professional advancement, to higher learning, to education, and to our freedom. Children get in the way of our ability to determine our own lives. And here's what Jesus says in verse 16. But Jesus called them to him, saying, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. In other words, let them come. Don't get in their way. Don't put an obstacle there. Don't hinder them. Don't put anything in the way of a child coming to me. Jesus had even more harsh words, harsher words, one chapter earlier in Luke chapter 17, verse 2. Check this out. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Tell it like it is, Jesus. It's so easy for many of us to think to ourselves, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pro-life, so I'm pro-kid. Or it's easy for us to think, well, I mean, I have kids, so I'm pro-children. Well, not so fast. What if I changed, for instance, keep that up there if you would, please. What if I changed those words and substituted the word sin for something else? Go ahead and look up there, and I'm going I'm to put in different words. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck, and he were cast into the sea, than that he should teach one of these little ones to objectify women. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than he should cause one of these little ones to prioritize sports over the living God. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than he should teach one of these little ones to use the Lord's name in vain. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than we should drive one of these little ones away from the church. So what we can see here, what I'm trying to just demonstrate is that let the children come doesn't just mean drop your kids off at church. Let the children come means preach Jesus to your kids. Let the children come doesn't just mean be pro-life. Let the children come means actively discipling your children so that they follow Jesus and not the world. And I'm dealing with this right now. That has, I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching with you. Because that right there is, is really piercing my heart right now with my kids. Because Roman and Ruby will repeat whatever I say. Anything. Um, and I like to, I, 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 if you haven't noticed, I have a sense of humor. I think I have, I, I like to have a sense of humor. <laughs> um, but sometimes my sense of humor can be at someone else's expense. Sometimes I've got a little bit of a crude humor. And my kids listen to that. And they've already repeated some things and I'll go... They're like little black boxes. They just repeat. And I don't want my humor to keep them from seeing the glory of Jesus. See, I can look at it from a worldly sense and be like, I already got personality. But that's true. But I craft that. I, I, I am handcrafting my children so that instead of telling crude jokes or, or, or maybe them watching or listening daddy just say a 
quipping, something making fun of someone. What I can do is at the end of the day, when, when, when Sissy is going to sleep, I can go, who is God? What did Jesus do? Those are the moments that I'm crafting her heart. I'm molding her soul. Those are the moments that, uh, I, and I don't want to, my, my parents were, did a fantastic job of raising me. And I wish my parents had done that. Instead of flipping the lights off and saying goodnight. Little by little, I have to realize that when, when Jesus says, let the children come, He's saying, let them know about me. Let them learn about me. Let them believe in me. Let them follow me. And so here's a wonderful quote by John Piper that I was, I said, I want my children to know this and understand this one day. The wisdom of God has ordained that a, a way for the love of God to deliver us from the wrath of God without compromising the justice of God. That is a wonderful quote. I'm going to say it again. The wisdom of God has ordained a way for the love of God to deliver us from the wrath of God without compromising the justice of God. I want my children to see the glory in that. I want my children to cling to Jesus like Roman clings to me on a playground. My, my goal as a parent is to bring my child to trust in Jesus the same childlike way they believe in me. It's my goal to trust in Jesus the same way that Roman looks at me on playground. Children aren't just... Is it coming again? <laughs> well, that's outside. It's like a, that's outside. Oh, is that Bob with his... No, it's not Bob. Maybe it's Bob. Let's, let, let's read verse 17. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter. The way She'd ask me how many carbs were in it, 
Roman will take it and eat it. Adults will be like, I don't, I don't know. Why is that? That's because at the older we get, it's the harder it is to trust. We don't trust as easily. We find it harder and harder to believe that people are out for our good. And when I buy something, when I know what I want, I check the warranty, I check the return policy, I read reviews, I want to speak to a salesman. Why? Because I know that in this life, what I see is not always what I get. I'm not a kid anymore. I've been burned. I know people aren't nice. See, Roman doesn't know that yet. A child will always take you at your word. A child will always trust what you say. A child is always prone to give you the benefit of the doubt. A child will trust first and ask questions later. A child will believe and not doubt. And that is precisely what Jesus asks of us in the gospel. Some of us, the world is way too wise for the gospel. The world's too smart for the gospel. The world thinks that the, that the gospel is foolishness, and friends, that is exactly how God wants it. Because as the world has outgrown a crucified Christ, the church comes back with the heart of a child and says, I still believe in that man. I still believe in that message. Now, that's not to say that when Roman gets up to the top of the slide that he doesn't have second thoughts. This could happen. This, I mean, this lasts for two minutes. If y'all ever see me out, y'all could potentially see me out in Oxford this week, and I'm still trying to get Roman to come off the slide. <laughs> and he'll do this. He'll go. And he'll look at me and he'll smile, and he'll look at the slide and go. And he'll look at me and smile, and he'll look down the slide. He has to contemplate this. And we do the exact same thing with our lives. We'll hear that God loves us and that His plans are good, and then we'll look down at our circumstances. We'll hear that we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight, and then we'll look at what's in front of us and we'll doubt that the words of God are true. It doesn't matter how old I get, I will never stop living like a child because that's how God wants me to live every single day. My son is not ashamed to be caught or walking around the playground with his dad. That's not going to last. One of these days, he's going to be with a little pack of kids, and I'm going to be in a pot behind him like, Dad, <laughs> He's not afraid to be seen with me. He's not to be afraid to, to spend time with me. Yesterday, we hung out right on, on the couch. We were watching some awful Netflix show that he wanted to watch. He loved it. That won't last. But I've got to look at, at Roman now and see that children aren't just blessings because they're cute. Children are blessings because they give us a glimpse of what faith is. Just like Roman playing around on a, on a playground, do you think I should be ashamed to let other people talk with when I talk with my father in, in prayer? Just like when Roman just loves spending time with me. He asks me to play with him. Do you think I should just covet the time than the moment that I get to spend with God and His Word? I should live my life. We all should live our lives as children who want Daddy's time. And we can't wait till He gets home till we get to spend with Him. That's what faith is. Because deep down in my heart, Today, at the age of right, the ripe age of 33, 
I own a house, I have a job, I have a wife, I have two cars, I have a yard that needs to get mowed, hopefully not anymore until next season. I have a lot of things now I didn't have with a kid. I'm grown up. The world thinks I'm grown. And what God is saying is, you will never outgrow me. You will never, in fact, if you have, you need to look at these children because they know more than you. The next time we see a child walk by, it's not that God just, in His wisdom, made children to be adorable so that we can enjoy them. He did that. But He made children so that we could look and see a glimpse of what, what faith is. So as we break bread this, this afternoon and eat lunch, and our kids are going to be screaming, and they're going to be messy, and they're going to be snotty, and they're going to be hitting, and they're going to be just... Eat. They're still kids. And Roman will probably get in trouble this afternoon. <laughs> but when I say, Roman! Because he listens. And he doesn't just fear me. He loves me. So when God's voice calls, perk up. And I believe in God because I know that God wants what's <clears throat> best for me. And I believe in Jesus because he is what is good for me. I trust like a child, I receive like a child, I believe like a child, I follow like a child because after Him, when I come after God, I come after my Daddy. And He's told us to believe in His Son. This morning, if you've never looked at faith like a, like a, like a baby, you need to become children again. Because that's precisely what God calls for those who are in His kingdom.